So apparently in Canada, we have a literacy rate of, Jesus, fuck. Hola. What's up, what's up, what's up? Jonathan. How you doing? Hey, how's your weekend? Comment ça va? Christ almighty. <coughs> We're good. We're good. Oh, boys. Boys. How's your weekend? How's everyone doing? Welcome to the episode 3. Tres. Le numéro 3. Episode 3 of Digressions. I am still Jean. My name is Jonasi. Thank you for thank you for tuning in, joining in, logging in. Really happy to be here with you today. Uh, super excited to be presenting you this episode, as always. Uh, so far, you know, we're still on the plateau. I'm still uh, still dishing them out uh, straight from the. Why is there a moth? Hang on. Oh god. No, things are going great here. Um, still being cold. Uh, still end of April. I I don't understand why any. I'm not going to do a stupid global warming joke, but like for Christ's sakes, I mean, there's no more snow. Okay. Why is it windy? Why is it cold? And, and, and I want to be an athlete. Okay. I've, I've snapped out of it. All right. Listen, I can, I look at myself in the mirror now and, uh, there's a lot going on. All right. And, and I don't want to say there's a lot of bad, but you know, there's only so much I can do with my good looks. Right. So Today I decided in the morning, I got up early and I was like, hey, you know what, um, I'm just going to go for a little bike ride, uh, you know, right before I start working. Usually I start work around 9 o'clock. Uh, yeah, woke up at 9.30 just on time for my 10 a.m. meeting. Everything's going well. Super good. Hope you all have a really had a really good weekend. My weekend, uh, on the other hand, was, uh, was a bit wild. Uh, a lot of things happening. Uh, a lot of things happening. I... I kind of lost track of the amount of Guinness I drank on Friday. Um, Saturday was a bit of a write-off, I'll be honest. And at least, you know, the good part is, is that now, you know, <clears throat> we can all drink with friends-ish. Not the same vibe, but at least we got we can find some some company online on the, on the Zooms and on the Meets and on the, you know, on the, on the FaceTimes and all that. So at least morale is, 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 uh, is okay, I think, for all of us in a certain sense. We're all weathering the storm. Um... Speaking of great things happening over the weekend, I went full Britney 2007 over the weekend. I fucking did it! Absolutely. Um, bro, I couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't. I had this weird thing. I usually, when I go see my barber, I, I know what to tell him. And I anticipate the future trip to the barbershop because I always, I decided to stay a bit consistent. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a late 20s dude, you know? It's time to have a, a name, you know? Like some kind of a, some panache to this whole thing. Now, I, I didn't do that the last time I was around, and that was pre-COVID. So the thing I had on my head just looked like the biggest turd on planet Earth. And um, that clipper, man, it just, uh, it was staring at me. It was staring at me. I mean, my clipper's always out for other reasons. But, I mean, this time around, it was kind of like, you know, it's time to go. And that, and that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry. I just peeked. That was a mistake. That was a whole point. So, quick story. Ja Boy uh, has been losing his hair. By the way, I uh, forgot to mention, this is your episode for April 27th. I just want to timeline these things just so I don't forget. But, like, 
whatever, just, just bear with me here. So what I did is um, a couple of years ago, I had, uh, and I'm going to attribute this to that because in terms of hairlines in my family, it's always been pretty questionable, okay? Like there's my mom's side of the family where my grandfather had, you know, a fully loaded mustache and a whole full head of hair uh, until he passed away. And on my dad's side, it's like the fucking twilight zone. It's a hit or miss. You're either going bald or there is this nice landing strip that just happens on top of your head. And my dad, for instance, he doesn't have that landing strip. So it's a bit odd. But my uncle does. And I look a lot like my ankle. Like my ankle. Like my uncle. Oh, fuck's sake. So, um, yeah, I'm going to start asking my mom a couple of questions. But um, there's this one thing that started happening a couple of years ago where... Uh, when I was at the University of Ottawa, I had some moments where, uh, in terms of um, stress and anxiety, I was at an all-time high. Uh, really not in a good place. And uh, I started, there was, there was a time where I remember vividly where I almost like, I was kind of like pulling the hair out of my head. Just because I was so stressed out. It was weird. It was a weird place. I, I don't recommend it to anyone. But um, if anyone's going through this right now, just just... Just so you know, it gets better. It gets way better. Just gonna just gonna throw it out there. But you're talking so much shit, but then you're making sense and you're being kind of nice. What is going on? Hang on. I'm the dumbass, okay? Don't worry. Alright? Just go. Just just you know, I gotta be human here. Gotta gotta level here. So uh, with my hair, there's a thing that started happening very shortly after where I started losing the living fuck out of my hair. And I was 26 when all this ordeal started happening. And Till this day, it, it, it's one of these things where they can't recover. So I spent, I don't know how many hours. Why am I peaking so much? I apologize. Let me just fix this a bit. Okay. All right. This should be better. Okay. So one of the things that I started doing was uh, obviously looking up uh, hair loss centers in Ottawa. Um, magical cure to help uh, hair loss. I stumbled across all the garbage I can possibly find on the internet. I even found this thing. It was a roller with little pins and you just have to like roll your head with that little needle pin and it's supposed to like regrow your hair i don't know i'm not saying i bought one but all i'm saying is that it doesn't work and um yeah so it started the hair loss started around 26 which was really stressful just itself you know you're like i always I, I always had thick hair dude i always had that full head of hair i could move it around all i wanted i always had a bit of a jufro so it was always like this thick hair that just kind of was wavy going everywhere and, um, and yeah, the, um, what happened was, uh, you know, I was taking showers and literally there was like hair, you know, like 20 hairs every time. Like it would just, it would just be falling all over the place. And for a bit, I started using, uh, different kinds of shampoos that were recommended by some paid off doctor saying like, Oh, this will stop the hair loss. It actually did for a bit. Won't lie. It actually helped me a bit. Uh, this isn't a sponsored a sponsored video yet i'm not selling out just yet however if i want to throw money my way just don't be shy and um i i started i started doing this thing and then the whole premise of this thing was hey you know if you stop using it well you're gonna start losing your hair again and um uh i kind of stopped for a bit nothing happened and then covid19 happened um working from home dude is is one thing dude like some of you know what i'm talking about some of you are still cashing chats for doing absolutely nothing. Shout out to you guys. But 
it, I, I just had moments where at the beginning of the of the thing, I was getting super stressed out, super anxious. Uh, started stress buying all kinds of things, especially like pastas and granola bars and all kinds of random stuff I don't usually stuck up on. Stuck up on? Stack up on. Okay, we'll get through it. Don't worry. And, and, um, and yeah, so now, um, I mean, I just look, I just like, I just look like a badly shaved nut. There's nothing else to say. There's a patch on top that just looks like if I made it shorter, I actually did a zoom. This is how much my friends, you know what? Okay. So this is, we had a, I had a zoom, uh, or sorry, a house party thing. With, uh, with some of my friends on Friday or Saturday, and um, Saturday, Friday, don't recall. Do you know what day it is today? Because I have no idea. Every day is the same for the last month. I don't know what's going on. So during that thing, during the house party meeting, we're uh, we're all hanging out, and one of my friend goes, uh, "Oh, uh, why is the top of your head so much thinner than the rest?" I mean, it wasn't intended to be a chirp, but holy shit, did that hit home. It hit home. It was a sensitive spot there. I'm not going to say who it was, but you know who you are. <laughs> uh, so hair loss. Man. Stressful times. But yeah. Uh, hopefully by the time I get out of here, uh, you guys will be able to see. Uh, I probably won't look. I mean, I'm, I'm going to make sure that I go see a barber. Don't get me wrong. I'm still going to keep hair on my head. But uh, now, dude, when I put my Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> Hey, it's all about the business. Hey, business. You just truck the, truck the vodka. The international export-import. It's incredible. I just look like the most Eastern European, sack of shit, ladder driving, you know, potato pushing asshole out there. And it's, uh, and it's weird. I, I was told once by another friend that, you know, you can't be fat and bald at the same time. But, hey, look at me. <laughs> no, but seriously. Uh, I've been growing a stash, though. The stash, and despite, I mean, okay, listen, I know that all of you are going to think, oh, you're, 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 yeah, you're growing a mustache, or are you going to get a van next, or are you going to give out candy to kids now, and then what's going on? Uh, I mean, man's going to do what he's got to do. <laughs> uh, but no, but yeah, it's, um, I think the look is okay, but again, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see post, uh, post-COVID what uh, the real feedback is, um, but yeah. Just to get going on uh, with today's episode, there's something I wanted to talk about that's been very dear to my heart. Uh, the only thing that's been very loyal to me, okay, that's always been there for me, uh, and that's, of course, alcohol. Now, probably for you too, the last couple of weeks have been very, very heavy on booze consumption, or even weed, or anything that makes you escape reality just for a brief moment of time. Me personally, okay... I'm kidding. I didn't want to talk about booze. The real thing I want to talk to about. To, to, okay. Let me get a sip here. I, 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 I fixed my mistakes. I'm not drinking bubbly this time. No more emotional burps. But one of the things I wanted to talk about today that's been something very, very dear to my heart has been, uh, or is rather, um, probably the greatest neighborhood on the island of Montreal, and I don't even need to introduce it. I don't, everyone knows what it is. Okay, I don't care. You you could be in Toronto right now. You could be in in San Jose, California. You could be in Miami. You know, you know for a fact that Our Lady of Grace 
Le quartier Notre-Dame-de-Grâce is still the greatest neighborhood in the city, island, state of Montreal. Let's hear it! And no one... I mean, I'll fight you over it. It's as simple as that. It is the best neighborhood in Montreal. And I'm going to dedicate to, to... I'm going to dedicate today's episode to NDG and the stories I have from uh, my partying days as a young buck uh, in NDG. So uh, strap on because this one, um, it's, a, it's a doozy. Uh, it's a good one. So first and foremost, uh, NDG. Why, why, what the hell am I talking about? So a bit of a bias. I'm going to explain it out here. I grew up in that neighborhood from the day I was born. I was always in NDG. Up until I, uh, I got lost in Ottawa. And um, it's just such a different... It's essentially a, a residential... For those of you who don't know, it's a residential neighborhood on the island of Montreal that is like 10 minutes, 15 minutes away from downtown. Uh, drunk walk, maybe 30 minutes. It's very, very doable. I, I walked from my place to my mom's place and it took... And my mom lives in NDG still, and she lives, like, deep in NDG. We're talking borderline Montreal West. And it took me an hour and 45 minutes. So, really, it's, it's yeah, again, if you're drunk, easy. It's 10K. That's it. Just walk it. Facile, facile. And um, one of the particularities about NDG is that um, it is a predominantly English neighborhood in Montreal. It's roughly, like, 65-35% uh, English-French. But the... The real good thing about NDG is obviously uh, the people, okay? It's it's a good neighborhood. I think it's one of the safest ones. If you want to raise your kids to know both languages, French and English, it is a good place. I do, however, know one guy that basically is from NDG but had to move to Ottawa to learn English because he just never got the memo. Uh, but besides that, he's a good kid. Um, besides that, NDG, I mean, really, I, I, could, I could really go in and out, um talking about it but there's really only one thing that matters about ndg and that is uh, i gotta do tribute i gotta do a tribute to this place because it no longer exists uh but if you're wearing a hat right now uh, i would please ask you to take off your hat put it on your heart uh and take a moment of silent for pj pub pjs pjs as referred to as all of us uh, NDG or Montrealers, um, PJ PJ's was the spot when you were 18, 19, up until it closed, uh, for various reasons, and these are reasons that always varied. So, a little bit of a throwback. Um, I've had since drinking age, so like 16, I've had friends that always grew up in that area. So, so the whole NDG Montreal West area. Um, extending a bit to, towards like, you know, like the Twilight Zone, like Hampstead-ish and all that. So when we were 18, uh, 18, 19, PJ's was the absolute mecca of young drinking. And I'll tell you why. The main reason is back in the days, for whatever reason, and don't get me wrong, every time you would drink there, you'd have diarrhea for three days. It, it was not about the quality at all. The only reason all the boys went there, and there was a crew of us, we were like, our numbers fluctuated a lot, but we were like always between 6 and 15. So, at the time, they were selling 4 liter pitchers, 4 liter pitchers, pe- 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 four liter pitchers uh, 
and they were selling these things for for seventeen dollars. Now, picture four knuckleheads. Now, I'm not gonna adjust the inflation because of some econ assholes, okay? But seventeen dollars, regardless of the time, for a four liter pitcher, is unheard of. This is like they called it Alexander Keith Blonde. It was liquid piss, straight up. It was not good. But anytime we had any drinking challenges, like um, like the Century Club or or just a regular Friday night, we would all like four of us would drop five dollars each on a pitcher. That would include the tip, which was three dollar tip on seventeen. Great, and uh, we just get blasted for like ten to fifteen bucks. So it was really. Uh, definitely, I would say a defining moment uh, of of any young any young buck that in the years let's say twenty two thousand eight until two thousand fifteen sixteen um, had to had to experience if you lived in ADG. There's there's no other way, and there's a lot of stories that came out of that. Obviously, um, one of the particularities about about PJs is that it was uh, during. And at the time, I mean, at the time, the Canadians were actually legit. So, you know, you could have patio beers and, and go on the terrace and and drink nice, I mean, okay, drink piss and watch hockey and, and have the boys and the girls and everyone have a good time. It'd be like this huge mishmash. It was awesome. Mishmash, Cosmos, Jesus Christ, how did I almost forget that? But uh, I'll bring that up later. But PJs, I mean, they had everything. They had the subs. They had the pizzas. They had the beer. Uh, and it always had that same smell of old marinating, fermentating beer all over the damn place. It, it didn't matter. I don't even know if they cleaned the place. The one thing we all know is that they never cleaned, they never cleaned the pipes out of this thing. So that beer was flowing through the same thing for years. They never gave a shit. And for those of you who are still, um, who are still into sports bars at a, at a very high volume, this was a Sergakis place. So, if you don't know, that's like the whole uh, sports station. Uh, I think there's another one. Sports station. Whatever. They made a new PJs next to it. It doesn't count. But anyway, it's it's the same kind of owner that does the exact same thing. Just replicates the same formula in every bar. And, um, and uh, yeah, so it's steadily been average across the board. And so, PJs for everything that was... Um, yeah, so everything that was hockey, everything that was sports, PJs was the spot. And uh, there was at a time during its prime, dude. And this is the this is what really breaks my heart is that during its prime, PJs was PJs had karaoke's. PJs had sorry, PJs had karaoke on like Fridays or Saturdays. I don't really remember much. All I all I still have to this day are all these pictures of me blasted trying to sing Stacy's Mom on stage and they took it off. They took it out at one point. That's when I think that's when the decline started, because karaoke was was something else. For all of you that actually did karaoke at PJs and got slammed there a couple of times, you you'll know what you know what we miss right now. You know what I'm talking about. And um, so far in my life, there really hasn't been another bar that really quite caught it. And look, I'm throwing laurels at this thing right now. It was a shithole. Okay, don't get me wrong. It was a complete shithole. But it was our shithole. And that's what made it special. During the summer, every time there'd be like a soccer tournament, like the World Cup or like the Euro Cup, for whatever reason. And this is why I think sometimes like my world is a bit heliocentric. Dude, every single Polak in Montreal would go to PJs to watch the games. I don't know why. I mean, I know why. Because there was parking. 
and try to tell Polish people not to drink and drive. But, um, no, I'm kidding. Don't drink and drive. But, like, you know, Polish people. And it was always, that was honestly one of the funniest things. Because every time I would go to PJ's during the, the <laughs> during the, everything that had to do with Poland playing sports. Or it was just soccer. But uh, I always you always get to meet all these faces that you don't want to see. And all these people you really don't give a shit about. But because, like, you know, you're you're somehow part of, like, the Polish community. It's like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in forever. Why are you, why are your eyes so glossy? What's, what's going on here? Like, you, you look like a raccoon. And it was a disaster. And, and <laughs> I did remember, though, there's one time, this is a bit of a, I don't know if it's a, it's not a love story, I'd say. But it was a bit of a, a I had a crush on this girl, okay? And... <laughs> And the only reason I had a crush on this girl is because, uh, well, she was cute, you know, she was Polish. And, uh, at the time my dad was like, Oh, I go back to Poland. I bring you a nice Polish girl. I was like, nah, fuck off dad. Like, don't talk to me. And so I remember it was during a Euro. I saw her for the first time. I kind of did eye contact with her, but I was too blasted. And I was just like, you know what? Uh, Ring check. And, you know, in my books, I'm like, you know what? Poland's pretty good in soccer. Uh, we got a good chance in two years to see another event. So, fine, let's book it. Uh, two years go by. Finally decided to, 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 to introduce myself to this girl. We, we ended up having some common friends. Um, conversation went okay. Uh, there was zero connection. And that's the story. Hey, hey, hey. Polish dating is the best. I got to say one thing, though. When I was 16... I think it was 16, 18, when, like, the libido was, like, ooh, you know, like, going fucking, just going rogue, just going sideways. Tinder in Poland got boys. Boys. Listen, if I ever tell you, yo, we're going to Poland for a month and you're single, we're going to Poland and you're not coming back single. I'm going to tell you that much. Uh, but uh, back to NDG. Gia digressions! <laughs> uh, so PJs was probably one of the most legendary... Uh, legendary things uh, to come out of NDG that unfortunately got blown up. I don't know. They're probably going to build condos there like any other fucking business in, in, in Montreal. But um, I'll share with you guys. Um, I'll share with you guys a story that happened to me during Christmas one day. And this is um, this is part of a multi-series uh, called uh, Jonasy's L's. Because... Uh, don't get me wrong. I've been taking, I've been stacking those L's. I mean, if you would count my riches on my L's, I'd be a multimillionaire by now. But PJ's was, had all the right ingredients for you to commit L's. And, um, I should not be telling the story. Um, so this one day, it was uh, junior, junior hockey, junior A, rookie night for the, for the juniors. And, uh, you know, I was a fourth year. I was the fourth line grinder. I, I probably contributed negatively to that team, but uh, the coaches were 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 absolute beauties, and they were like, you know what, uh, we'll keep you on the team just because uh, moral support. I was like, you know what, these guys get it. We actually won a tournament that year. That was another story for another time, but that was something else. And so rookie night happens, and needless to say, rookie nights. Uh, we all get a bit messed up and I have this really bad habit where I, I, I act like the Papa bear in those scenarios. So you tell me rookie night for me, it's mission. We're getting all these young kids as shit face as possible. There's no other, 
Just there's no in between. We're talking Jaeger bombs, pitchers, shots, whatever. You're you're finishing on the floor. The only thing I didn't anticipate at that time is that I was the one that was gonna finish on the floor. So we're so we're we're all having a good time. Uh, karaoke's on again. It was something that was very short lived, but still produced a bunch of good memories. And we're all we're all having a good time. We're all drinking, and I don't know why I do this. And you'll please at me if you do this too. Also, great time to shoot the plug. Follow me on Instagram at Jonasy. But slide in my DMs if you do this too, okay? I have this thing where when I get too drunk, I just fuck off. I don't tell anyone what I'm doing. When I hit that point, I just dip. I bounce. I I don't even care anymore. I'm too drunk. I just want to get. The, I just want to get home. I don't want. I want to. I want to pass out, and that's it. And I, I did this, and I still sometimes do this to this day. Now it's a bit scarier because whenever, I mean, now it, it happens by accident. But when it does, it, it, I just I just rethink my entire life. It, 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 it's, it's not a good, it, yeah. So, so this time, it was right before Christmas, and my mom was giving me shit because I was still uh, really behind on getting a Christmas tree. And it's typical, like, you know, week before Christmas, you're like, all right, well, time to get a tree now. My mom's just, like, throwing flip-flops at my head, like, what the fuck are you doing? You're useless. And so I, I've decided at this point where my drunk ass was like, you know what? I'm going to get a Christmas tree. So I'm walking out of the bar, and right before going into the bar, I... I so the PJs itself was right next to a Super C, so, like, a huge grocery store. And every single year since the dawn of time, there's always that little... You know, the little RV thing with the, the Christmas trees where you can buy your, your tree. So I, um, I I walk out of the bar. Again, it's like 2 a.m., 2 or 3 a.m. at this point. I don't even know the bar was closing. I have no idea what the hell happened. Uh, I'm stumbling, I'm stumbling, and I, 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 just, I just remember peeking, looking at the tree, and I was just like, you know what? Someone left a tree here. I need a tree. I guess I'm going to grab a tree. So I decided to grab the tree. I threw it on top of my shoulder. It's minus 20 something degrees. Uh, can barely feel my, my fingers. And uh, I start walking. I start walking home. And the, the walk home on, on this street, on the street, on Saint-Jacques, where, where, the, where the bar was, it's a very, uh, it's, a, it's a large street. There's a lot of traffic, usually at all times of the night, uh, when there's no virus trying to kill everyone. And so, um, it was very risky. Okay. It was, it was, it was super risky. Um, for all I knew, the guy in the little hut just had a shotgun and was going to run after me. I, I know I, again, but my, I had the, the intellect of a chimp at this point. There's nothing happening. So as I'm walking, uh, I make it across the street, like not even, not even 50 yards away. I make it across the street. There's a cop that just does a U-turn comes right next to me. And, um, I, I remember the cops like, Hey, so, um, where are you going? And I just went, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going home. And the cop goes, uh, yeah. Uh, where'd you get that tree? And then like the biggest dumbass, the biggest idiot on planet earth. I just turned around and went, yep, right there. <laughs> I just pointed at the fucking RV. Oh, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> the two cops got out of their car. They saw me drop the the, Chris, the the stupid pine tree on the ground. And they're like, okay, put your hands on the vehicle. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I just put my hands on the on the cop car. And they're like, uh, and they're like, uh, do you have any guns on you or weapons? And I'm like, no, but I got a bit of weed. <laughs> and that was like pre, that was like prohibition era, right? But again, it's Montreal cops. Like really, I mean, for, for a little nug, no one's really going to give a shit. So, um, so I was, I was getting frisked. I didn't consent to anything by the way. I, I, but whatever, honestly, at this point, um, I think the cops were having a lot more fun than I was because the, the, the officer was like, was trying to grill me on questions, but like I couldn't paste two words together. So he's like, I just remember him asking me, he's like, so, so where do you live? And I'm like, I just pointed in the other direction. And I'm like, yeah, like somewhere over there. And then I just kept my finger up and I was pointing at an A&W because I was, it didn't matter if I was going to get thrown into jail that night. I was going to go to A&W, get those buddy burgers and those chicken wraps. There was absolutely nothing that was going to stop me at, at that point in time. I'm just like pointing at that thing and, and the cop's like, okay, listen, I'm going to let you go. It's like, again, it's like minus 20, dude. I am, I'm, I, I, it's a good thing I was drunk because I couldn't feel anything. And the guy's like, okay, I'll let you go, but uh, you got to bring back the tree. And you know, I mean, my negotiation skills are pretty good, but at this point I thought that was already a good deal to start with. So I took it and I was like, all right, no problem. So the cops did another U-turn. They went on the other side of the street where the where the little RV thing was. And, uh, yeah, I just went there, dropped in the Christmas tree, and uh, went straight to A&W drive-thru, ordered my shit, went home. The walk home, blackout, don't remember anything. But the next morning, man, have you ever had your mom so not impressed and give you that look? Like that look that's like, what the fuck have I done? You know? And... Obviously, like, my bedroom smelled, dude, like, man, like, just like, just like a, an old spilled beer in a couch, you know, that just never got clean. It's like, just this, ugh. I still remember, because I had that taste in my mouth, and uh, every other time I got blackout, that's, that's the same taste, so, um, so, so the next day I woke up, my, my mom just got up, and he's like, she's like, so, how was the rookie night? Obviously, I'm just, I can't even, again, I still can't paste two words together. Just, uh, and she's like, come here. And and I, I slowly get up and I, I just peek at the at the landing because like, it's like a duplex. So you, there's like stairs. And there's just a half-eaten burger in the middle of the staircase with fries sprinkled everywhere. I don't know what I was thinking if this was like some confetti and I just started throwing shit around. But... That was uh, probably the best story that, that came out of PJ's pub. So PJ's, rest in peace. Um, really, what a great place for memories. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that I got to live it. If you got to live it and you were from NDG or from Montreal in general, you know what I'm talking about. It is, again, it was a shithole, but it was um, really a good spot for us. And, you know, that's the cool thing also about NDG is that um, with NDG is that as you grow into, if you're in the neighborhood and you and you grow there, I mean, for those of you who aren't familiar and don't know what the hell I'm talking about, it's basically where the where the Loyola campus of Concordia is, and where pretty much every sane person in Montreal lives. Okay, and we're great there. The housing, the the, the houses there are beautiful. Um, 
if you want to check out some of the most picturesque like autumn pictures you can find always look up like any ndg tag during the during fall um there's always going to be some really nice pictures and uh and the neighborhood as, as a whole is is obviously it's weird because it's always been like changing in a sense but always staying the same so one of the examples is that if you're uh if you're a younger i guess like if you're in your university years and uh you live in ndg you're going to have a good time as much as if you're an older person living in NDG or a younger kid growing up in NDG. There's enough enough schools for everyone. There's enough uh, parks. There's so many parks. There's so many uh, clubs and, and things to do within that neighborhood. And again, like it's so close to downtown that it's it's like a, a premium version of like the, the, like the, the stupid South Shore or like the dumb North Shore, like the Laval. Huh? It's like one of those like better versions of it. So it's it's um, I, I I never say I'm blessed about anything, but growing up in NDG was definitely uh, definitely a perk and something uh, that I'm really happy of. Now, why did you move to the plateau? Very good question. Why did I move to the plateau? Which I literally went so far east when I decided to move that I just ended up in France, dude. The plateau is a different animal. The plateau, man. I've only been here since December, and we're April twenty seventh. It's, uh, I haven't get to, I haven't, I haven't got to discover any of it because everything's closed. But the plateau is, the only thing I discovered is that, uh, I've, I've really went too far, uh, to the east of Saint Laurent. Like this is, I'm like, I'm like not even four blocks away from the main and there is just, everyone speaks French, but like not French French, like not my French, you know, not Montreal French. We're talking like. Parisian, like everything's better in France French, you know? Uh, no, no, they're nice. They're nice. They're great. They bring so much to us. Or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, listen, I, I, there's a lot of things. Uh, there's, there's really a lot more I can, I, can, I can talk about, especially with NDG, whether it was when I was growing up playing hockey there or um just going to school and uh all sorts of different stories but this is really more of a part one than anything uh as of most of my stories man it's that's kind of the cool thing with doing these episodes is that every time i start talking about these things i just keep remembering things and and remembering other um other stories of either childhood or drinking or whatever and um and uh it it's it's awesome because it's it's a continuum there's always something to talk about and um yeah, I just wanted to share with you my, my hard-on for, uh, for Notre-Dame de Grasse. And um, if you ever visit Montreal, if you're from Montreal uh, and you're not from NDG, uh, please just know that you're wrong about your neighborhood. Your neighborhood sucks. There's nothing else I can add to that. Um, yeah. I love y'all. If you're a tourist, if you think about visiting Montreal, you don't have to go to NDG. We don't want you there. Uh, if you're from Ottawa, just skip Montreal as a whole, go straight to Quebec City. We don't want your kind around here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this was my, uh, this was the episode for today. Uh, this was Digressions episode three. Uh, once again, if you like my content, if you would love to encourage me, there's nothing, uh, that would make me happier if you, if you would share, uh, share my episode or even, you know, just, just talk about it, you know, be like, Hey, I know this dude, he talks shit. Uh, and uh, it's kind of funny and I kind of like or just you know just just amuse me you know just share my shit I kind of appreciate that thanks means a lot 
So, um, as always, man, uh, roses to Twitch. Uh, dude, I just spent today a good five minutes looking... A good five minutes looking at this girl playing the recorder through her nose. And I... I if this is not the internet I signed up for, then I don't know what is. But yes, roses to Twitch and all the beautiful streamers out there. I'm really starting to get into it. And uh, Thorns, uh, Thorns is spending $30 on uh, beer today. Uh, don't know what the hell happened, but uh, I should have asked for my receipt. So until then, have yourselves a great week. I'll see you guys Friday. And, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, stay safe. Ciao!